I wish I marked it on a calendar, but I didn't. At some point, well over two months ago, I started getting a warning message from my printer that it was low on black ink. Okay. I never changed it. Mm. Well, okay. Here's what I do at work. I always order one um, back stock. Yeah, I have the black ink cartridge. What I'm saying is they're telling you that it's low on ink. Hundreds of pages. I mean, at least 100, probably 200 or 300 pages before, because I print stuff out every single day, notes for us to use during the show. And it's a scam. It's not low on ink. It's more low than full. This is such an old guy discovery. Like, don't let them rip you off of that $2.14. Printer things are expensive. Well, I know. But, you know, if you're getting like, what, 200 more prints? It's probably like you're saving like $2. No, I th- I don't. Uh, if I had thrown it away, I, it was before. Remember the big issue that I had when the printer broke? The printer debacle of 2020. Yeah. The, when was that? I can't Maybe even. Maybe last year. I don't know. This whole, <laughs> this is, time is running together right now. I don't, I don't really know. Time is warped. But whenever that happened, it was saying that it was low on black ink before that. That's mm. how long it's been. So anyways, if your printer is telling you it's low on ink, it's a good idea to, to order the backup cartridge, but y'all are going to be fine. Plenty of fine for a while, at least if you have a HP printer like I do. So there's your tip of the day. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that even though it's annoying more often than not, Lily- No, you're doing gratitude the wrong way. Remember, that's the only thing you can't do is make concessions. Well, I'm only saying it because I always yell at her for barking at the Amazon guy or barking at the FedEx guy. Okay, now rewind and start over. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that she alerts us to people coming up on our porch. So start it from the beginning and say it through with no, but, or even though. I like it when Lily barks. I don't want to say that and encourage her. Say, I'm grateful for our security dog. I'm grateful for our security dog. See, there you go. Okay. Um, my name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for chocolate. <laughs> I just good. ate some of that chocolate bunny. Jeff is so dang sweet. Let me have a little brag on my husband moment. So I was super into chocolate ice cream the other day. And surprisingly, I'm actually a little surprised that ice cream is one of the things that's flying off the shelves at grocery stores. Why? It's such a comfort food ice cream? Yes. Especially if people are baking stuff, like something fresh baked with a scoop of ice cream. I'm not that big of an ice cream person, but I really wanted some chocolate ice cream and they didn't have plain chocolate ice cream. So Jeff comes home from the store on our weekly trip on Sunday and comes in with, he was like, Hey, I ran into the Easter bunny when I was out and he brought you something. And he had this little like reusable, um, shopping bag full of treats, like my favorite candy and chocolate ice cream. And it was so dang cute. And one of the things that was in there, um, 
was because actually, if there are any kids listening, the Easter Bunny did not visit our house. I was overlooked. So my husband was trying to, you know, make up for the fact that the Easter Bunny did not come this year. And it worked out really well because when I ran into the Easter Bunny, I had to buy stuff off of him. And it was all like 70% off because it was actually Easter Sunday. Right. Okay. So Jeff is friends with Santa, also friends with the Easter Bunny. Right. So I know. It worked out really well. I know them all. It was really weird running into the Easter Bunny at Kroger because the bunny had gloves on and a mask. And I was really he sh- buying discount candy? And I wasn't for sure. For next year? <gasps> Are we all getting backstock candy from last year? Like, does the Easter Bunny go out the day after Easter and, and buy all the discount <laughs> candy and then give it to us the next year? I don't know. Um, anyways, so I just felt like I had to explain that. But um, yeah, Jeff came home with like an Easter basket and my chocolate ice cream and one of those like, what are they called? Like the lint? It was a little uh, bunny. It's the gold bunnies. I thought it was Godiva. It's just, mm, a, it's not Godiva, but it's um, foil, gold anyways, foil wrap. I crumbled up the bunny. I put some pretzels in a bowl and like some pieces of chocolate. Oh, nice so work. Good. Yeah, it was really solid. Anyways. Um, oh yeah. That's why I'm grateful for chocolate. Cause that's what I just ate. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I saw something that I thought was important to distri- to discuss, but also no, let me start this sentence over. I, I found something on our Facebook group that I thought was an important topic for discussion because I don't think it's so black and white, but I think this person makes a good point. Here's what it says. I thought I was spared the horrid quote unquote motivational phrase going around. Now, if you don't come out of this with a new skill, you never lack time. You never lack discipline until I saw it on my local yoga studio page as a trauma psychologist. I'm utterly you mean like coming out of this quarantine, right? Like if you're not getting stuff done, now is the time, get it done, accomplish all your goals. Isn't the, the whole, the pressure of it all is so weird. It's so weird how consumed this society is with productivity. It's really not even productivity. Cause I think everyone wants to be productive, but how obsessed people are with putting on this, like this all in all the time, nth degree mentality is just like, it doesn't seem real to me. I mean, that's what we talk about attainable positivity. You know what I mean? Like you can work towards your goals or whatever, but you can also slip and fall. You can also have a day where you sit on the couch and don't do anything. So she goes on to say, um, people are trying to survive poverty, fear, re-triggering of trauma, you know, all of this stuff. And then she says, what we need is more self-compassion, more gentle acceptance of all the difficult emotions coming up for us now, more focus on gentle ways to soothe ourselves and our pain and the pain of loved ones around us, not whipping by some random person making us feel worse about ourselves in the name of motivation. And I think the last sentence is something that drives Jeff and I completely up the wall. Well, we know people because as we were trying to create this, this community, this Callie and Jeff community, we looked at other similar endeavors, right? Speakers and podcasters and authors and, and, uh, entrepreneurs and and people who have embraced this. And it was really alarming once I started paying attention to it, how many people didn't acknowledge the climb and the fall sometimes in the present tense. Like there's a lot of people who said, I've overcome all of this and now here I am. But there's not a lot of people who say, yeah, I'm right here on the peak right now, but I'm one 
phone call away from losing my job and then I'm halfway down the mountain that I've spent the past 10 years climbing. Right. Nobody says that. And I think that makes people feel bad. There's a lot of people in the space of positivity and motivation that are just glossing over and perfect and trying to motivate people in a way that, to be honest, I mean, makes me feel bad about myself. I have so many things that I need to be doing on our Callie and Jeff to-do list. Um, today or yesterday I did one of them. Um, you know, and I, there are four things I wanted to do this weekend. I didn't get one of them done. So I think the time now is to acknowledge what you're feeling. And Jeff said, I think it was last week on our show that, you know, if there's something that you wanted to get done, try it. That doesn't mean go full force, crush everything on your to-do list, get it done perfectly, tie it up in a bow. Like that's not what he was saying or what we were saying on the show last week. No, just if now we have the gift of forced, um, pausing, right? Whatever it is that we're pausing, we have this gift. And if you find, if you, if there's something that you have wanted to do or wanted to try, now's the time to explore it, but you shouldn't feel pressure. If it's like learn a new language and you find that it causes you stress, like you shouldn't feel pressure to finish it. Stop doing it. If you can only listen to the recording or however you learn new languages, watch the videos or whatever for 15 minutes a day, then only do 15 minutes a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, it's just, it's just, it's, I feel it like for me, I feel it with our basement because mm -hmm. I want to clean our basement out and tidy that up. And I'm like today, tomorrow's the day. And I just haven't felt it. Like I haven't felt like digging into a project like that. Yeah. And that's okay. So anyways, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, real life. If you want to sit on the couch and cry, sit on your couch and cry, do what you got to do. And watch, I think, watch some tiger King, watch some tiger King. And I think it's really important to acknowledge how you feel and to give yourself permission to say, okay, I feel this way. And that's okay. There's no wrong way to feel about something like this right now. Can, um, I, say something about Tiger King that you and I are on the di on different pages about because I thought about it a little bit more. Okay, sure. I don't think Carol Baskin killed her husband. What do you think happened? I think he set her up to make it look like he mm. killed her. And he had, he had made so many trips down to Costa Rica, which is an easy country, I think, to disappear in, mm. especially as, as an American expat. Like if you want to go down there, it's not difficult, especially if you have cash right. or assets. So I think he lined things up to get her in trouble because she's a lunatic. A lunatic. And then he went down there and he just disappeared and it didn't work out the way he thought it. Like they never charged her with any crime and she ended up getting his in inheritance, I think maybe in his you know, insurance money and stuff. My thought about that is wouldn't you leave something behind that says she killed me? If you were trying to frame someone. Well, you can't leave a note and no, say. No, you can't leave a note, but you could leave like blood or like, I don't know. So here's the thing. I No, think she, because then if he ever gets caught, he intentionally perpetrated a, a fraud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he was doing that when he went and tried to get the restraining order and stuff. Hmm. So that's just my two cents. Totally. I would buy into that. I think. There's maybe only one person in the world, maybe two that know the truth. I don't know. 
And she is a cool cat and kitten. She is a cool cat and kitten. Got to say happy birthday, number seven, to our friend Jackson. He listens to The Upside with his mom, Sarah. Now, she's a nurse at Northside Hospital. So I would imagine that that means... Uh, crazy hours right now and and obviously a little more nervous than normal with what you might bring home to your family. And his dad is in the Air Force, and if I remember correctly, in a different state. So seriously, like what a family that is making so many sacrifices right, right. now. Right. Here's what you need to know, Jackson. Your parents are awesome. Good luck because the, sta- the bar and the standard is set really high for you. <laughs> So you're only seven. You got plenty of time to think about it. But happy birthday, Jackson and Sarah. Thank you for uh, telling us that that saying happy birthday to him on the upside would make his day. It is our pleasure. Yeah, it's Wednesday, but we didn't get a hold of our Free Stuff Friday winner until yesterday, which is Tuesday. So now we'll announce Friday's Free Stuff Friday winner on Wednesday, because we talked to her on Tuesday, and we'll have another chance to win on Friday. All the days. Our winner is Marissa. She lives in Massachusetts. I get made fun of all the time because I can't say Massachusetts. Massachusetts. There you go. Um, It's really hard for me. I don't know why. Um, She doesn't want to take the $100. She wants to donate to a hospital heroes project, which are our hospital heroes project, which is great. I will say so sweet. If you win free stuff Friday, do not feel obligated to give us back the money. Right. Like we, if there's someone out there that needs a hundred dollars and we would happily give it to you, we want you to take it. So do not feel like you have to. You know, right. that this give, has to be give it to the Give it to the Hospital Heroes program. And and uh, speaking of that, we are now up to over 700 meals served uh, to 28 different medical centers. I think if I, if I understood T-Bird's message, because she's the one organizing this whole thing, we're going to have at least another dozen this week. So we'll have visited 40 different hospitals and medical centers. Um, and, uh, we've got 12 different restaurants who to this point are are helping us out. And I think we'll add a couple more restaurants too, including waffle house. And I saw, and I saw waffle house come through and I, and I had to pay that invoice and instantly got hungry. I'm like, I want waffle house. I want a waffle with like syrup and the butter. Mmm, cheesy eggs. Also, uh, we got had one right this week in Arizona. Yeah, the farthest hospital that we've delivered to is in Chandler, Arizona, and I believe that was last night. So so awesome. So if you live in a state that is not Georgia, we would love, love, love to help your hospital heroes. Um, just contact. T-Bird, T-B-I-R-D, at CallieAndJeff.com, and she can make that happen for you. Got to say thank you so much to our advertising partners. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. There are a few things in life, like winding down from a long, stressful day and getting into your cozy bed. Our bed right now is 
amazing. And we just replaced our sheets and our duvet covers. Um, I'm sure that someone would tell you not to sleep with your dogs, but we sleep with ours all the time. They're welcome members in our bed, but they destroyed our last duvet cover. So it was time for an upgrade. And we went with Brooke Linen. We just got a brand new, solid, beautiful team grayish um, slip cover for our duvet. And we also got brand new sheets and I have never loved sleeping more. Our bed is so comfortable and so beautiful. We're loving it right now. You can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code UPSIDE at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use the promo code UPSIDE for 10% off your first order and free shipping. Skillshare is an online learning community, thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people so you can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. If you are an employer, how's this for an idea? If you've got a whole team working from home, maybe a Skillshare membership. That was one company's smart move. This is Sarah. So I just wanted to call really quick because I am so excited. I work for a small company and I was telling them all about Skillshare and you guys were the ones who brought it to my attention. I am in marketing and so it is a treasure trove of amazing videos and ways that we can enhance our skill set. So I brought it to my boss and we all are on Skillshare. I've already started my first one and I can't wait to finish it. And I love what you guys do. Keep up the great work. Love y'all. Bye. Premium Skillshare memberships can be had for free right now for two months. All you have to do is go to Skillshare.com slash upside. That's Skillshare.com slash upside, and you'll get two free months of premium memberships so you can explore your creativity. Skillshare.com slash upside. I can tell you one thing I will never do again, and that is walk into a drugstore and stand against a wall of vitamins staring hopelessly at all of them trying to figure out, okay, what actually do I need? I know the internet says I need this, but like, I feel like I'm supposed to have that. And what are the differences between all of these brands? It is so confusing and so overwhelming and I am over it. Thankfully, I will never have to do it again because we are subscribed to Care Of. Now Care Of, you're going to go to takecareof.com, right? You're going to take a quiz about your lifestyle and what's important to you and what your goals are. They're going to create individualized um, vitamin packs just for you and ship them to your door. Every day, you'll just take out a pack, throw it in your bag if you don't take your vitamins first thing in the morning um, or put them by your bedside and you don't have to go, you know, pick out of every jar, everything. No, 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 no. They make it as easy as possible. Go to takecareof.com, enter the code UPSIDE50, and you're going to get 50% off your first care of order. Again, that is takecareof.com, enter the code UPSIDE50. That'll get you 50% off your first care of order. All right, here are my three random things things for today. Uh, number one, flamingos, you know, the pink birds, uh, as opposed to, um, I don't know something else. I, for years would get flamingos confused with swans. How? I don't know. Not. Yeah. yeah. Not close. Yep. Yeah. So flamingos form <laughs> friendships that last for years. A five-year study 
was done that even though flamingos live in very, very large flocks, they consistently spend time with specific close friends. That's really cute. Yep. And also, where do flamingos live? At the zoo. I've only ever seen a flamingo at the zoo. Like, I like don't down in know. Florida and stuff, right? Are there wild flamingos in Florida? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Uh, the uh, flamingos also avoid certain flamingos that uh, seem to indicate that sometimes flamingos just don't get along with each other. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> so shout out to the flamingos, friendly flamingos. Flamingos, they're just like us. Yeah. Uh, here, this story is great. And I thought this was, when I first read it, I thought it was a joke and then looked up and saw that it, it's been posted by multiple sources. I got my information from CNN.com, mm -hmm. but a guy uh, was given a gift. This is over in Europe, was given a gift a couple months ago by all of his coworkers, a chance to fly in a fighter jet. Whoa. Yeah. Now there was like a, a, what do you call it? An air show happening and they all chipped in and they bought their boss a chance to be a passenger in one of these like super crazy fighter jets. Well, the dude had never expressed any desire to fly in a fighter jet and had, Oh my God. Had no previous aviation experience, pilot experience, military experience. And that's like, you don't just get on one of those planes and you're fine. Like they train to be, cause there's a whole breathing thing. Right. And I don't it's know. like upside down. I, yeah. Well, he was wearing a watch. I would assume like an Apple watch or something that was monitoring his pulse and yeah. his recorded heart rate was at like 140 beats per minute oh when he God. got in. Like, so he's totally freaked out, but he, appreciated his employees getting it for him. So he gets in the plane and it's, there's three planes up in the sky. Like They're, I'm anxious about like, I'm anxious oh, it's, now. It gets great. And, uh, the worst possible thing that could happen happened for this. He's fine. He's alive. The worst possible thing that could happen, but he would survive it happened. So anyways, he, they're going like 870 miles an hour, oh right? He freaks out. He starts to panic and he just needs to grab onto something. It's the ejection lever. <gasps> he ejects himself no. from the fighter jet. And because he was like fidgeting and doing like in the cabin, he was fidgeting. He loosened his helmet. His helmet flew off. Shut up. So... Imagine <laughs> you're the pilot and your job is just to keep your passenger in the plane, in the plane. And all of a sudden you're boom, and he's gone. Oh my God. And you know, all that stuff is, is automated, right? So the parachute opens, guides him down. And I guess you just land in your chair. Like you, when you eject, it's just, you're strapped into the seat. So I guess you just land and then they come and that find you terrifying. I Could think you it, imagine what you'd be thinking if you were like, Oh, cool. I just ejected myself from a plane and I have no clue what I'm doing. I would have, I, would, I don't think I would be able to process whether or not that was supposed to happen. And I think I would probably Gosh. think that my friends were joking, like pulling a joke, like, Oh yeah, we're going to get them going 800 miles an hour. And then we're going to fling them out of the plane. But uh, I think it was in Germany where the air show was happening. So uh, if you want to put a link in the show notes, Callie, they updated the, the uh, story was updated on CNN.com today. He was 
and just put German fighter jet, dumb man. Wow. He's 64 years old. Wow. All right. So, and then my third. I don't think you should call him dumb because who's to say we wouldn't have done the same thing. Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he's like, you know what? I got to get out of here. here. Yeah. (laughs) I can't do this anymore. Okay. And then my third thing, my third uh, random thing for today is a guy, a TV anchor in Cleveland got an idea. He talked it over with the producer and they were like, go for it. So now they have a segment on the news every day called what day is it? Oh my God. <laughs> Where they go around and they interview people and they ask people. No, what day- they just go cut to the dude, the news anchor who's standing in front of look, what's the, what's the TV word for it? Just a green screen or yeah. whatever, or like a video wall or whatever the official thing is. And then he, uh, they play some like campy's seventies game show music. And then he announces what day it is. That's amazing. Thursday. Because science. That sounds like a a segment that you would come up with. It's great. That everyone in radio would be like, no, you're stupid. And you'd be like, no, that's funny. It's really funny because people. Literally don't know what day it is. I have multiple times every day have to sit and think about what show just posted and what show we're doing next. Yeah. Like what it's just so because everybody's. Time is measured by routine. Like right. when, when your kids go to school, when you go to work, when you do this, when you do that. There must have been times when you were working from home last week. Oh, yeah. That the I, whole thing mushed in together. I thought it was Thursday. It was Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah. So, and, and that's like it really matters. So, those are my three random things for today. Oh, and, and by the way, it's Wednesday if you're listening to this on the day on the of release, day of release yeah. only. Because if you're not listening to it on the day of release, it's really going to throw you off. Right. It's a Cleveland... I should have said that, like Todd Meany, I think his name is a Cleveland news anchor. So So dang funny. Throw Google on that if you need to know what day it is. It is time for our hormone call of the day. I wanted to go to brunch and everything sounded so good, but I was at that point where I kind of couldn't eat a lot because I had no room. And so I cried because everything sounded good, but then I felt stupid ordering it and then not eating it. And brunch sometimes isn't something that you can just take home and eat leftovers with. And I just cried because I couldn't decide what to order because I just didn't know. It was horrible. Have every one of these pregnancy-related hormone calls had to do with food? Yes. Is that the thread that's connecting all of these? Uh. No, remember one of them, the woman, um, almost her husband almost hit a bunny in the middle of the road and okay, then she started that's crying because, right. cause she was like, it has a bunny family and you almost killed it and, and then there killed were, their family. And then there was one about the TV, um, one of those sad rescue all the animal commercials that yeah. popped on while she was in labor. Okay. Cause I thought maybe this is more of a food thing than a hormone thing, but it's hormones, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I would like speaking of food. Yeah. Speaking of food, good transition. Thank you. I would like to talk about something that I think we are all just glossing over and it needs to be addressed. Okay. I was watching TV last night and I saw, and I'm not going to name the company, but I will tell you it is a pizza restaurant that is a chain pizza chain that's delivering pizzas now because of, you know, COVID and stuff, they're delivering pizzas and their big marketing push is 
we don't touch your pizza. Now, I get it because we're living in a world that's contactless, you know, but what were they doing to the pizza before <laughs> this? Because they're saying, hey, there's like a safety seal on it. Yeah. Right. It like comes it, they out tape of the it conve- shut. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's a great question. But I, like, was the pizza coming out of the oven and then like a guy was just like licking it, gently resting his face against the crust and, and saying a little, you know, goodbye prayer. Have a good trip to I the house. I thought about that before. Like, what are they doing? I think they're probably, I bet the marketing team is banking on the fact that people will not ask questions about that, that they'll just be like, hey, that seems safe. Cause I actually, until you said this, I had the same thought. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's safe. I wish every pizza company would do that. I did too, but, I, but dumb. I was just, uh, it was late last night and I was watching TV and I was trying to turn my brain off and that commercial came on and they were so proud of the fact that they're, that they're not like rubbing their food on their naked bellies to before they brought it to the house that I'm like, that's ridiculous. And it means that some marketing department had a zoom meeting where they're like, all right, y'all, we got to come up with a new commercial. Like we got to change our commercials. So everybody was sitting around and, and somebody's like, what, what could we do? What could we do? All right. What if we talk about the fact that we're not massaging the pizza before, after it comes out of the oven, but before we bring it to somebody's house. But I think the problem is, is that like, I don't know if it's like DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever, but there, we've done those surveys where they say that people like eat their food. Pizza is just not a food that if you can, if you take some of it or try it, people will notice. Like if you take someone's French fries, they'll never notice. Like that's what I wish there was a safety seal on pizza. It's like, you're going to notice if there's a part of your pizza missing. Can I tell you a story, a true story from years ago? Uh, like so long ago, it's back when I had a roommate. Okay. We had a Domino's pizza delivered and it came in. I immediately opened it and like, ate a piece of pizza and then walked across the kitchen to whatever. And my roommate, he was somewhere else in the, in the house and I shut the box. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like I went in the living room, got caught up on something on TV, finished eating the pizza, went, I think probably went into the wherever bathroom, whatever, came back out. And he's standing in front of the pizza with the pizza box open going, dude, the delivery driver ate a slice of the pizza. And I'm like, no way. And he's like, look at it. And for some reason, I just decided not to tell him. You're Jeff. He called the restaurant and the restaurant was like, the delivery driver didn't eat a slice of pizza. He's like, yes, they did. I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's nine slices. You can't eat or eight or whatever, 12 slices. What there's it's 11 slices. You can't even physically cut a pizza to make that many slices. There's one missing. And they're, and they're like, we're going to call the driver. So they call the driver. The driver's like, no, I didn't eat a slice of pizza. Why would I eat a slice of pizza? You can't even hide it. And they're like, and they got in this huge fight and he ended up like going to regional managers or whatever. It just got to the point where I could never admit it. And this is the first time I ever said it. I've ever said it publicly. That's awesome. Except for like, I hope no one got fired over that. I know. Now I feel terrible. So anyways, think about that next time you order a pizza, go with the company that is publicly announcing that they're not rubbing their face on your pizza before they deliver it. I appreciate the sentiment. I just thought it was amusing. 
Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. I would like to end today's episode with a shout out to my high school best friend. Who is your high school best friend, Jeff Deller? David Muir. And I got an ABC News public relations press release that says the five most watched programs in America for the week, last week, are all ABC News Tonight with David Muir. That's awesome. It's so weird to me that he and I went to high school together. It's so, it's just so odd. And then now this is what he does. Like 11.4 million people watched him last week. That's insane. I wonder if your dad emailed him. He might have. I don't think we ever talked about this on the show, but after your mom died, he sent you the nicest email. Oh, he did. He heard about it maybe from somebody from high school or something like that. Or from his mom. Oh, yeah. Or or, yeah, something like that. And he sent a note to me and uh, just said, uh, I always appreciated your parents being so nice to the kid from Onondaga because that's where he lived. I I was a Nedro kid. He was an Onondaga Hill kid. And uh, we always used to hang out on the weekends and he was so sweet. So anyways, uh, congratulations to David Muir, ABC World News Tonight. Oh, Callie, you hate flip-flops? I'm like, shook? Shook. I hope I'm using that word right. I, I mean, my kids would probably say that word should not be coming out of a 50-something girl's mouth, but you don't like flip-flops. And then sweats in public? I mean, I don't wear sweats in public, but I have a feeling like 10 years down the road, you have like, I don't know, five or eight kids or whatever, I don't know, three. There is going to come a day when you're going to be that person walking in public in either flip-flops or slippers in pajama pants, which is, quite honestly, a step below sweatpants. So, but, you know, anyways, lots of love. Bye. It's so difficult being away from loved ones during these challenging times. Anything that could bring you closer and give you a connection is welcomed, right? Well, a skylight frame does just that. It's an awesome way to feel close to those you love when you're physically separated. It's a picture frame, a digital picture frame that you give to somebody. They put it up in their house and everybody who has the email address of that picture frame can send photos to it at any time. So the recipient could wake up in the morning and there's a picture of their family, their friends, their cousin's dog, whatever. And then in the middle of the day, another one could pop up. And then at dinner time, another one could pop up. Just depends on how many photos get sent and how many people have the email address, I guess. It's super easy to set up. It's got an on-screen touch or an on-frame touchscreen that allows you to set it up in about 60 seconds. And right now you can get $10 off. Don't forget Mother's Day is right around the corner. Just go to skylightframe.com slash upside and use the code upside for $10 off. Skylightframe, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash upside, promo code upside for 10 bucks off. I'm listening to the episode where Callie's saying that, Jeff, you turn on your radio voice. I happen to love Jeff's radio voice, and that's one of the reasons why I listen to you guys is because I love his voice. I love you two together. I love what y'all bring. Don't diminish the radio voice. It's awesome. Love you guys. Bye.
Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Lisa. Um, I was just listening to the episode about the weird dreams. And Callie, when I was pregnant with my first, well, and my second, I had crazy dreams when I was pregnant. Um, I remember specifically when I was pregnant with my first, at about 14 weeks, I had a dream that I gave birth to a baby the size of a one-year-old and who had peace. Um, and that just is one of the crazy dreams that I remember. I don't know if that's common with uh, other people, but, you know, be prepared for them to get even weirder. So I uh, love the show, and thank you. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Bridget. I just had to pause episode 220 because Callie was talking about this weird skin thing that she has under her ears that feel like it might be a zip or a blackhead, but it's not, and she had checked out by the doctor and everything. It's a keloid. I have one on my ear, um, on the cartilage of my ear from when I got a piercing that got infected and it didn't really heal properly in a keloid group. And it is any sort of cartilage sort of um, damage. It can sometimes grow these bumps of scar tissue. And if you're not careful, sometimes they can grow and grow and grow if you cause more damage to them. And sometimes they're just genetic and they grow anyways. Um, and some people have had to have them surgically removed because they can take over their entire ear. But, yeah, so that's what that is. Um, I know Callie couldn't think of the word, but, so, yeah. Love the show. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Jordan. I am just calling in about your dog experiment that Lily and Sadie don't like to eat out of the dog food bowl that's close to their water bowl. And I was just thinking because my dogs can be some picky eaters, if maybe when they drink water it splashes onto the food that's in that bowl and it gets soggy. I could just see my dogs being picky about that and choosing to eat the other food first. So maybe just something to look into. Thanks for y'all's podcast. I love listening every day. Hey, guys. Um, I was just listening to you guys' things never to say to your man. And Callie, what do you mean you would never tell him you think that looks good on you? What about the tracksuit? I mean, y'all have done several segments on it. If he wants to look like a New York gangster, you know, he obviously thinks it looks good on him. So... Maybe you haven't said it directly to him, and that's the difference. But I was like, have I hallucinated the whole tracksuit thing? Guys, can't wait to uh, hear about baby powders. Hi, Callie. Hi, Jeff. This is Pam. I was just listening to episode 175, and Jeff, you just made me just crack up out loud when Callie asked you, hey, what does fun loving mean? And you said, you know, someone who loves fun. That's the funniest, most hilarious thing I've heard all day. Thank you. I needed that laugh. Have a great day, guys. Now, I'd be lying if I said the journey had been an easy one. There were some good days, but a lot of not-so-good days. If we take it just one day at a time, with a positive attitude, anything is possible.